Welcome to Eat, Pray, Love, Heal, Repeat. I am your host, Leticia Lorian, the social architect, and this is another space for your healing playground. We are here to talk about all of the things that lead to healing, restoration, and all that comes with being well as you learn to take your unique journey towards wholeness. This podcast is an authentic embrace, soothing realness, and conscious space to support the necessary transformation, spiritual awakening, and healing within and around you. So fall back, listen with intention, and open your heart and mind as you come into conversation with me on our continued journey to wellness. Hey y'all, it's Leticia Lorian, the social architect here to assist you on your journey to wellness as you learn to utilize the integration of your mind, body, and spirit. Welcome to Eat, Pray, Love, Heal, Repeat. We are in episode six. So uh, again, I want to remind everyone that we now have a feature on the website if you go to www.looseleaf.com, L-O-O-S-E-L-E-A-F-L-L-C.com, you'll see it in the show notes, a link to the website where you can leave a question or suggest a topic that you would like to hear on the podcast. You can go right to that podcast page, scroll down and complete the form uh, that says, tell me what you want to talk about. That's what the form says. You can uh, fill that out. Um, but don't forget to leave a review as well. Um, I try to always assure that, um, the ways that you can connect with me are on the show notes of each episode. So you can always go to the show notes and you'll see the different ways that you can connect, whether it's through the website, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, so, um, please share, 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 share y'all. Uh, that's the only way that this information is going to get out as <laughs> if, 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 if you share it and people know about it. Uh, so it, it's funny y'all. Cause, uh, just to talk about this for a little bit, this whole concept of algorithms is how people use these algorithms and they increase and, um, you know, to increase your likes and your shares and your views and people got to learn the algorithms to, or they hire somebody to do it for them so that they show up in people's feeds and on the first page of this. I think it's a bunch of mm, how we have to do that in order to get the word out. Um, but it is what it is. So I need y'all to share. Help me out. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, but also, you know, I, I struggle. I struggle with this idea of not no not necessarily the actual podcast and putting out content because it's a part of my mission in terms of helping um, helping people heal and create spaces for healing. 
But what I do, my my thing that I'm continuing to get over is the YouTube channel. <laughs> because I told my husband, because my husband was like, my husband's name is Evans. Let me just start using his name instead of my husband all the time because I might be using him as examples on my podcast. Uh, so Evans said, why don't you just, if you don't want to be on the camera, why don't you just put the recording on your YouTube? Like, you don't have to do a visual, just do audio. But I'm like, I don't want to just do an audio. If I'm going to just do audio, it's no point in putting it on YouTube. Like, what's the point? You can do audio. I'm doing audio on the other uh, podcast channels. So why do audio once again on YouTube? Because me, myself, I see YouTube as more of a visual experience for people, right? So my issue with the YouTube channel that I have is that I need to engage more. And, you know, when I'm coming up with content and I'm trying to think of other things that I want to do on my YouTube channel to engage you all, um, it comes to... You know, I, I am going to do, um, when I get into a different space, I am going to do more videos in terms of teaching you all some things as it relates to the body and yoga and learning more about how we can manage and exercise the body um, and in terms of uh, helping us in our healing journey. But another thing that I thought about was, you know, trying to just do spur of the moment videos where I post on Instagram and things like that when I'm out or when I'm doing something, but I'm not one of those people. Like I'm not one of those people who are, cause as you see, you don't really see makeup or nothing. I'm not all dude up and made up and it's just not me. Um, and you know, maybe at some point in life, God will direct my path to go in the direction of having someone to do makeup if it comes to that if I got to do some makeup on camera or something for some reason but right now doing my own thing I'm I'm not gonna get in a, it's just not me um and so that's why you see me all plain and simple on my channel <laughs> sitting here uh, because I just want to be comfortable you know but I also don't understand I'm not one of those social media people either. Um, and I'm not an influencer in that way where you're going to see me popping up and putting the camera all into my private life. I've never been one to let people in on my life and what I do with my family and in my house and in my car and all of those things that that people film and put on Facebook and put on Instagram. And I don't carry the phone around to take pictures and video all of each moment of my life that's just not me and I don't want people in my life like that and so I'm like that's what people want though that is what I see on Facebook and Instagram when I see all of these people that get all of these likes and thousands and thousands of likes and they got now a YouTube channel and they putting stuff up and they got their thousand subscribers so now they can monetize and I look at these channels, though, and a lot of them, they ain't saying nothing. The content that they putting out, it ain't doing nothing. If anything, it feeds into your pain body. Like, they, the content is not even helping you grow. It's just, I guess people, human beings are nosy. 
They just want to see and look in on people's lives. And that is what I've seen get the most likes and the most shares. When people are pouring out their life and going around, taking the camera everywhere they go. And I just don't get it. And you got people like me who are out here who are giving out great content that can really be utilized as a healing tool to help save people's lives and improve their spirits and their minds. And you go to our YouTube page or you you go to Facebook and look at some posts, you might get about four likes, 20. That's a good post. You get about 20 likes. One, you may not get any shares. Every now and again, you get one share. I just, I don't know, man. I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling with that. But I just pray that, you know, God does his thing. I'm trying to be obedient as to what I should be doing right now, which is putting out, um, doing ministry through this podcast. And that's what I'm continuing to do for now. And I'm going to let him lead and guide my footsteps as I move forward. Oh, but so those of y'all who pray, keep me in prayer. Okay. One for Leticia Lorian. <laughs> so y'all, this episode is time to play and pause and it's time to do our well check. So every now and again, we're going to have these things called play and pause. So remember, we are working on building our healing playground, right? So uh, that's where we get in the term play, right? And we're going to pause. So our play and pause, we're not really talking about a topic necessarily. What we're doing is we're doing a check-in, you know, because I give you these assignments and things and uh, at the end of usually some of the shows, and I, I give you those because we are trying to build a healing playground and you are working on the design and building of yours, and hopefully you're utilizing these tools to see if those are tools that you can utilize on your playground. So every now and again, we need to do a play and, pl- a play and pause um, to do a well check, to check in and see what's going on, to kind of go over some things that we've been, uh, that you've been introduced to here on the show and see how you're utilizing them. Um, and so you can do a check in with yourself. You know, it is your responsibility to take care of your own body and and your own self. And so you should be correcting and informing your body's needs. So if we allow it, just like the earth, the body will heal itself if we allow it to. We have to declutter, right? We have to declutter our environments, including our body. Um, some of y'all got homes and offices and cars that need to be cleaned out and organized. And and when it comes to um, your body, you got to do the same thing. And when you, when you create a space that is clean, your mind can properly go through a healing process. So you got to first look around. Is your environment clean? Is it decluttered? Is it organized? And then based on how your environment looks, how does your mind feel? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel like you're wandering? Like what in the world am I supposed to be doing? What is going on? 
I feel lost. So um, you all, what I found is that, you know, I can give you all the tools in the world to help you with your healing journey. But if you are not taking note of them or using them, then it's pointless. Uh, So I decided again, every now and again, every so often, we were going to have a well check on the show. And um, so now I want to talk about what does a well check consist of? So a holistic well check. So this is something I created, y'all. You're not going to really find it on Google necessarily. A holistic well check is a comprehensive assessment of you, the human being, an individual, um, your individual overall physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Uh, It is designed to take into account the whole person and all of the factors that contribute to your health and well-being. And so the well check, it can include a variety of different elements depending on the specific needs and goals of, of you, of your own needs and goals, the individual. So some common components of the well check may include, you know, a physical examination. Like this may involve checking things like your blood pressure your pulse, your vital signs, as well as some, you know, maybe you need to go get a physical exam, just your overall physical health. What does your sleep patterns look like? What is your stress levels? You know, like when was the last time you got a physical? Saw the doctor. Um, And do you have an exercise regimen or whatever it is to make sure that your heart rate is increasing? like the percentage that your heart rate needs to increase by will be based on the way your individual body is set up. So, which is why I would recommend you go to a doctor and have a, 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 what do they call those? Well, check visits or a physical exam. Uh, Go get checked out so you can find out what your body needs. That's another thing why I don't care for a lot of diets and things like that. And people get so caught up on, oh, I want to be, I don't, I'm not going to eat meat or I'm going to eat this way or this way or do this fast and this fast. You need, what you need to do is learn what your body needs. Your body may need red meat every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to find out what you need. All right. So let's talk about mental health. This, this might include, when we're talking about a well check, this might include evaluating like your mental health symptoms, such as anxiety, depression or stress and then assessing your overall mental well-being so that's what you want to do that so we're doing the physical health we're doing the mental health and then what are you eating like what is your nutrition like this might involve evaluating your diet and your nutrition to ensure that you're getting the nutrients to support your overall health in your body and then who or what are you loving that is your emotional So this involves this emotional state and assessing your overall emotional well-being. And then lastly, are you praying? It's your spiritual health. What have you been doing to increase your faith in a high power? Have you been spending time reading, studying any type of sacred text? For me, the sacred text I read is the Holy Bible. Uh, But your sacred text might be something else. Regardless, you need to have a relationship with God. Whatever you choose to call him, but you need a a relationship with God. Because like I said before, y'all, 
God is the only being that is not changeable, doesn't change, you know, and we need that when it comes to our health, particularly our mental and emotional health. So overall, a holistic well check is designed to provide a comprehensive assessment, right, of your overall health and well-being. So we are pausing to take a look at our lifestyle and how we are taking part in contributing to our overall health so that we can contribute to heal, to the healing um, properly. And so we're trying to create these healthy and sustaining habits. So are you healing? And if not, why? And we don't know, right? Well, so why are we not finding the answers? Um, and so what is the difference between our mental and emotional health? What is the difference? So our emotional well-being refers to an individual's emotional state and their ability to cope with and manage their emotions effectively. So it's often described as the overall positive or negative quality of an individual's emotional life. And this is more of, you know, emotions we talked about before is more of a full body response. Um, and then we get to our mental well-being, which is more of our psyche. And um, our mental well-being refers to our overall mental health and its ability to function effectively in daily life. So it's often described as our overall like positive or negative quality um, of our mental health and well-being. So while emotional and mental well-being are related, they are not the same. So emotional well-being is more focused on an individual's emotional state and their ability to cope with and manage their emotions effectively, while mental well-being is more focused on an individual's overall mental health and their ability to function effectively in their daily life. So overall, both emotional and mental well-beings, uh, they are important for overall health, and it's important to take care of both to maintain a sense of balance and well-being. And so to reiterate the healing playground that we are creating, again, this is a space where we should be engaging in activities that are designed to promote physical, emotional, uh, mental and spiritual health, right? And well-being. And so when it comes to our healing playgrounds, they are should be used in a way um, that it is providing a space for us to engage in these activities and these tools that are enjoyable and beneficial, right, for us. So the activity and experiences, they offer, um, what they offer to the healing ground may vary depending on the specific focus and the goals of our space, but um, it may include physical activities such as like play and movement, as well as artistic or creative activities such as like painting or music. Remember I mentioned in a previous episode how one of my hobbies is making jewelry. Um, and so jewelry making is something, uh, one of the hobbies on my healing playground. So these activities may be used to promote a lot of uh, physical fitness, but also mental clarity and stress reduction and emotional well-being, um, spiritual health. So depending on the specific needs and goals of you, as the individual is how and how you use your space. This is what your healing playground is going to look like. So what I wanted to do in this particular play and pause, uh, 
I wanted us to talk about, I wanted to introduce you. I don't know if introduce or reintroduce. Some of you may be aware of the some of these, but some quick exercises or interventions that you can use when you are taking a pause and playing around a little bit. That's what I call it. Uh, so first exercise, when I say the word roses, I want you to write down what comes to mind. So when I say the word roses, if you have a piece of paper or something, I want you to write down what comes to mind. Okay. So if you're doing this, if you're actually doing this, uh, the exercise, then you probably want to pause now because I'm going to continue to move forward. So put yourself on pause. So a rose is a rose is a rose. You know, we allow past experiences and assumptions of the future to define what a rose is to us. It's not about how the rose has been used in your life and what it means to you. Mindful living is about understanding that a rose is just a rose because that is what it is in the moment. And a lot of times when I ask that question, because I've done this exercise with people in the past, and, you know, they'll come with these stories. When I say, you know, when I say the word rose, write down what comes to mind. So they start with all these times that they receive roses or they'll talk about love or they'll talk about something nice and fluffy. And, you know, that's great and all. But a rose is a rose is a rose. It's a flower. That's it. Um, and the mind is this wonderful servant, but it's a horrible master. So we not only tolerate this constant chatter in our minds, we are seduced and mesmerized by it. We come to believe that these ruminations and judgments and worries are an accurate representation of how our lives and the world really are. And so, um, and that's what I was talking about in the previous episodes when we were talking about psychological narratives. It's these stories that we create causes so much pain sometimes most times. So mindfulness practice lets us see into streams of thoughts and learn to identify thoughts as simply that thoughts, not reality, not the way things really, um, not the way things are based on your own biases and experiences, but how they really are. Right? So the story we tell ourselves seduces us into the likely inaccurate narrative and pulls us away from the sensory experience of the present moment. That's what happens. So quick extra, um, quick exercise. Um, the, so the rose one, you know, you could turn it into exercise if you all actually decide to, to take a pause and write some things down just to kind of see what comes up and, and what narratives you have around a rose. But um, to go into the actual technique, I have two. One is called, I have two or three. One is called uh, two feet, one breath, okay? So with, with two feet, one breath, um, this is really a short mindfulness technique. So first you want to feel one foot. Right. You just want to feel one foot. And the best way is really if you I don't know if you're in a position to do this, but when you get into a position to do this, put 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 your feet on a floor and hopefully barefoot it if you can, because that's the best way to really ground in and feel the earth. And, and you feel that sensation. 
but first feel one foot, okay, then the other, okay, then take one conscious breath. So, and you know, you can repeat that as often as you have to during the day um, as a small reminder that you are actually living in a physical body. That is two feet, one breath. It's just a technique that you can use to pause throughout the day. You can do it as many times as you need to, because I'm telling you, our thoughts take us places that we don't need to go, usually in the past or in the future. It usually never takes us to the moment unless somebody gets our attention or something gets our attention. A lot of time we have to do an intentional pause, right, to bring us back to the moment. So one of those techniques is two feet, one breath. Remember, so, you know, go back to this episode or write it down so that you have it. Right. And it may be a tool you can put on your uh, playground. So um, the third technique is called three P's. So it's particularly helpful for people who have to open doors a lot during the day or use doorknobs like um, and a lot of us, we're human. So we're often putting our hands on doors. So what you would do is you use a doorknob as a trigger for your three P's. Okay, so every time you tell yourself today, every time I put my hand on a doorknob, this is what I'm going to do. So as you reach for the doorknob, you're going to take one second or the length of one breath, whichever is better for you. So once you put your hand on that doorknob, you're going to pause, take just a moment for yourself, even if it's just a single breath, then let go of the planning of the mind and all the to-do lists of the day, and just take notice of the moment and feel what the sensation is like and what energy you're feeling within your body while your hand is on that doorknob. That is all that you're doing, y'all. And everything else that comes along with that experience in terms of the thoughts, let them go. But just allow yourself to be in the moment and feel. All right? So that's a, that's a pause. So another one of the three Ps is be present. Okay? So the first one was pause. The next one is present. You want to be aware of what is happening in the moment by experiencing the sensations of the body, noticing the thoughts, and feeling the emotions just as they are without trying to change anything. So what that looks like is you can simply sit. You can sit anywhere and just allow yourself to sit and see what comes up. Not trying to control anything, not trying to take deep breaths, not trying to concentrate on anything you just seeing what comes up some people like to write things write some of the things that come up down you can do that but see what comes up and then let it go let it go the last p is proceed okay so we got pause we got present and the last is proceed that's using mindful speech and skillful means respond uh, you want to respond compassionately to whatever needs your attention in the moment, right? So proceed is once you have taken that pause, right, you are present and um, we're going to proceed with whatever we need to do. So a lot of times, um, 
we, you know, we're going about our day and we're just going, you know, like when we eating a plate of food, we're not really allowing our food to digest. We're not like putting the utensil down, the fork or the spoon and then chewing and then waiting until we've completely um that's completely gone before we pick up, you know, the utensil again. Like sometimes just calm down, just be in the moment and then whatever, allow whatever comes up in that moment, especially when it comes to thoughts and let go. And after you let go, proceed, you know, proceed, live mindfully, right? Respond compassionately without judgment, be attentive in the moment, right? Okay. So those are your three P's. The, the, last, the last quick little exercise is called pause, P-A-U-S-E, pause. So I talked about this, I think, on a previous episode. Uh, but pick something, right? Pick something you can use as a trigger or reminder for you to pause, right? So it could be things like a sound that you hear often in the day, such as a phone or an alarm or a siren, or you can pick a visual cue such as a sign or some image on your computer or desk or refrigerator, right? Or an activity that you often do, such as like washing your hands or sending a text message or picking up your phone, which I know happens often with many human beings today. So make a decision that each time that you hear or see or do these things, you'll just pause for a few seconds. I always tell people try to pause for at least five to 10 seconds and notice where you are and what's happening and take a few mindful breaths. And after you take your mindful breaths and a mindful breath is a deep, conscious, intentional breath in and out, then move forward. Okay. So remember today we in our, uh, on this episode, we're in our, um, pause and play. So we're going to do a review of some of the tools that you have been introduced to thus far uh, as we eat, pray, heal, love, and repeat. Um, There have been different various homework assignments, I'm going to call them, uh, calls to action that I've given you at the end of a lot of the episodes. Um, And I want to see how you incorporating these things on your playground, on your healing playground. So in episode one, That was the introduction of the healing playground. So my question for that episode from that is, do you have a healing playground? And if so, what equipment do you have on it? So have you looked at whether you live on a playground or a battlefield? Do you live on a playground or do you live on a battlefield? And depending on which one you live on, what equipment are you using? You know, in that episode, I talked about those who are living on playgrounds might be on swings and those who are living on battlefields might be holding a shield to try to protect themselves, which is so stressful. Well, playgrounds are so free. So have you designed a a blueprint for your playground? If you haven't already, have you designed one? Have you even thought about it? Have you taken the time to sit at the drafting table to assess what is needed? on your playground. Like you have to identify the grounds that you are on. So what grounds are you on? All right. Episode two and three, that was a two part series on the pain body. All right. 
couple of your assignments, you were to keep a log of a few triggering events, identify the thought that followed that event, and then identify the feeling, whether it was sad, angry, agitated, and like any physical manifestation of the feeling, like a headache, tension, etc. Then you want to note what, uh, what you did with that feeling and how you responded to see what you come up with. So you were supposed to be keeping a log. So have you been doing that? Have you been identifying what may be feeding into your pain body? Have you identified what has triggered your pain body? Right. Then in episode four and five, we talked about psychological narratives. Have you been completing a feelings check in? Have you been logging or journaling the narratives that you form around your experiences? For example, one of the things we talked about in one of those episodes when I was giving you some ways to manage some of the thoughts or some interventions, one of those things were thought logs. Have you been keeping a thought log? So the tools that's been passed out thus far, y'all, are the emotional log, the thought log, uh, incorporating a few pause and play moments in your day. I gave you a few to play around with during this episode. You got two feet, one breath. You got the three P's and then you got pause. So those are three exercises or tools that you can utilize right there on your playground um, if they work. But you got to try them first. That's why we do these pause and plays. I'm not just giving out this information for my own benefit. I use these things already. I'm trying to introduce them to you. So that's why we got to pause and play sometimes. It's a way to check yourself. It's a well check. All right. Okay. So we're going to get ready to wrap up and conclude. Just wanted to do a quick well check. Uh, Every now and again, we'll be doing these on the show. um, When it's time to kind of look back on, you know, what should we have been doing at, at this point? How can we be utilizing these tools? Am I utilizing these tools? What are the tools again? Um, So it's kind of a nudge to get you to pay attention. What is going on on your playground? Are you good or are you not? All right. Okay. So let's go on to our inspirational quote as we're coming to the end of our show, our episode. Uh, All right. Here we go. Life is about using the whole box of crayons. Hmm. Life is about using the whole box of crayons. All right, y'all, whatever that means for you, take that. Remember to like, subscribe, share, and y'all, let's stay curious and continue to play in order to heal. All right, y'all, this healing playground is closed for now, but continue working on the design of your own. And remember, outside of laughter, you need to eat, pray, love, heal, and repeat it all over again.